Welcome to the Positively Encouraging People podcast. I'm your host, Jen Anderson. Each week, we will have a conversation about ways you can love yourself more, set better boundaries, and build up your self-confidence. We will talk about tools you can use, simple tips and stories to encourage and lift you up. You will learn from my experiences and struggles and those of my guest speakers. After spending years feeling undervalued in my relationships, jobs, and almost every area of life, I learned how a story from my childhood was keeping me stuck in that feeling because I believed it was all I deserved. By proving that story wrong and learning to set healthy boundaries, I discovered my worth and started loving myself completely. Creating a life that is both fulfilling and in my true alignment is important to me. And if you feel the same way, you are in the right place. So sit back and relax. Your stress-free weekly pep talk with Jen is about to begin. Hey, welcome back to Pep Talks with Jen Anderson. I'm your host, and I'm super excited that you came back to join me for this week's episode. Um, So this week, I want to talk to you a little bit more about limiting beliefs. I know we talked about them um, a few weeks ago, but I had somebody come back and ask me um, how you really know if they're limiting beliefs or how, you know, like, could it just be something else? And so I sat down and really started thinking about how do you identify limiting beliefs and what they are? And so I wanted to go a little bit deeper into that with you guys today. During the first six years of your life, um, we really, we soak up everything we hear and our young brains believe that it's true. You know, if your parents say something to you, you don't know to question it. And I'm not saying you should question everything your parents say, but we all know that there are things that are, that, that our parents hear that they repeat that aren't necessarily true. I mean, I'm going to go back to the standard of money's evil and it's not money. That's evil. It's the love of money. That's evil. And we just take it for, for, truth. We take it for what it is. And honestly, money being evil is a very big limiting belief that keep people stuck in a cycle of not having any money because they believe if they should have money, then they will be evil and they will be bad and that will be bad. And everything that they have will be tainted and they don't want that. So that is a limiting belief. And our subconscious will hold all of that information. And sometimes it's there to keep us safe. Like, you know, sometimes it's a good thing that we don't have excess money because some people would spend it on the wrong things, or it could cause them more harm than good there are things. Or what if we look at the fact that when we're kids, if the stove is hot, we're going to burn our hands. So it's a good thing that we learn when we're little, not to put our hand on a hot burner. Or we learn 
to look both ways before we cross the street because our parents drilled that home with us. They taught us those things. But not everything we got taught as children is for our own good or it protects us in our in our adult lives. We know that if we get to the edge of the sidewalk and there is nothing coming, we don't have to stand there for five minutes and wait for the walk sign or wait until somebody pushes us in the street. If there's nothing coming and we've looked both ways, we can go. We're adults. We can handle that. Um, so it's really hard to know though, what those limiting beliefs are and whether or not they're still serving us. So I have a couple of questions. I say a couple, there's about 10 that you can ask yourself that will help you dig deeper into your sub subconscious and identify your limiting beliefs. So you might ask yourself, what belief has held you back the most? And it might be hard for you to identify all of the limiting beliefs, but you can usually pinpoint at least one belief that has held you back throughout your life. It might not be obvious in the moment, but when you really look back on things, you can usually see it. Maybe you didn't apply for a job that you wanted because you didn't think you were smart enough. Or that trip around the world you wanted to take never happened because you didn't think that was the responsible thing for you to do. And you went straight to college instead of taking a year off. Or maybe you missed out on asking your future wife on a date or husband because you knew they were out of your league. Those can be limiting beliefs that can hold you back because you don't feel like you're smart enough. You've always got to do the responsible thing. And people, you do feel like people are out of your league, which I think goes a lot with being smart enough. But we don't have to live that way. It was okay at one time to do the responsible thing and do the thing that was smartest for us. But at some point we get to have fun too. And we get to do the fun things or the things that might just move us ahead and we don't realize it because we don't see it that way. So question one is what belief has held you back the most? And then ask yourself, why do I believe this? Once you've identified your biggest limiting belief, Ask yourself this question until you run out of answers. Why do I believe this? So if your limiting belief is you're not smart enough, why do you believe you're not smart enough? Because when I was a kid, somebody told me I wasn't. And so why did you believe that kid or that person that told you? Because they were older than me. And I always assumed people that were older than me knew more because I was told to respect my elders. And why did I believe that? Because it's what my parents told me. Do you see where I'm going with this? That all becomes a limiting belief. So then you have to find the evidence that proves that belief wrong. So what happened in your life 
that proves to yourself that you are smart. I was successful at many jobs before I was 20 years old, and by many meaning I worked several at once. I was good at making money at one time in my life. Not that I'm not now, I just was at a young age. Then I finally went back to school and got my degree and did it with honors. That's all evidence. Dumb people don't do those things because, well, we're all smart in our own ways. But that's all my evidence. So you start out with what's your belief that's held you back. And then you ask yourself why you've believed that. And then you find the evidence that proves that belief wrong. Because you are smart enough. You are responsible enough to take that trip. Even if you think not taking a week's worth of vacation is the responsible thing to do. Using your vacation is very responsible. You need that downtime. So once you find some evidence, you look at what have you missed out on in life because of that belief? What has that belief caused you to miss? Sticking to the job example, how different would your life be right now if you applied for that job? Your life most likely would be completely different. Even if you applied and didn't get it, you could have learned valuable, something very valuable from the person interviewing you. And if nothing else, you would have learned that it's okay to try and fail. So you could have missed out on it. Going back to my example about not being smart enough, I missed out on a lot of opportunities, um, not applying for jobs that I really wanted that I felt would move me forward in my career because I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I had to keep the retail jobs or the jobs that I felt were pretty much underneath all of my friends, but I felt like they were the only thing I could get. Um, and so then you get to ask yourself, number five is, is, is there any truth in your belief? Has anything happened recently to prove that belief true? Well, sure. I make stupid mistakes all the time. I'm always going, oh, that was dumb. But you know what? It's the mistake that was dumb. It's not me. There's a difference. And if you can't think of anything to confirm your belief, it's time to reevaluate. And don't, don't, don't put the weight of others' opinions. Don't give that value. Because they, they don't pay your bills. They don't live in your head. Don't let them live there. They, they shouldn't. And so once you start reevaluating, you find out that you need to question the impact of this limiting belief. And, and ask yourself, what happens if I challenge this belief? Let's say you wake up one morning and you tell yourself that you're not going to let that belief control your decisions anymore. How does that change your life for the better? Do you allow yourself to do things that you've never done before? Do those things change your life for the better? Usually, 
the worst thing that can happen is a failure. And even when we fail, we learn lessons. So I don't consider them failure. And you always wake up the next morning with another chance to begin again and try again. Going back to my example, I just decided one day it was time for me to go back to school. And I was tired of feeling stupid. And that is the word I felt. And I just, I had had enough. And so I applied for school and I did it. And I started questioning my limiting belief. And I started questioning how I was feeling about it. And I started proving it wrong. And I started getting good grades. It can happen. And so then I would challenge you to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? What's the worst possible thing that can happen if you challenge your belief? How does this change your daily life? Most of our fears boil down to being rejected, humiliated, embarrassed, isolated, whatever that adjective is. How debilitating would these things be if they were to happen? Is bettering your life and giving up the belief worth the risk of living this way forever? I don't think so. I mean, what does it hurt to ask? Really feel into it. This is where I would tell you as the coach to start writing it all down. I mean, I would tell you from step one to start writing it down. But when you ask yourself what you're afraid of, it's better to get it out of your head and on paper. So start writing it down. And then ask yourself how... Are you contributing to that limiting belief? How are you letting yourself stay stuck? I was letting myself stay stuck by telling myself I was stupid. I did it for years. All through my teenage years, my early 20s, even my mid-30s, I was still telling myself that I was not smart. That's horrible. Who does that? I did. Um. Yeah. How are you contributing to it? What are you doing to keep that limiting belief stuck in your head? If you go back to the money example, are you still telling yourself that you're not worthy of having any money? Are you telling yourself that you don't deserve it? I have a famous one that my mother used to say all the time. And that was, if God wanted me to be rich, we'd be rich. Well, I didn't realize how horrible sorry, mom, if you're listening, how horrible that made money sound to me, but it did. And so I definitely don't say that one anymore. And I don't think that one anymore. That is one that I have tried to get rid of completely. So we just have a couple questions left to ask. Number nine, what would you have to give up if you overcame this belief? So what part of yourself would you lose if you gave up your belief? Would it be missed by you or the people around you? Would it make you a better person? Would it move your life in the right direction and create more opportunities? Sometimes our biggest fear is the fear of being more 
than we ever thought we were capable of. Make sure that you aren't holding yourself back on purpose. What would you have to give up if you overcame this belief? This is a very common coaching question. And a lot of times we realize that giving up that security, you know, staying stuck is easy because we know it. Moving forward is hard because it's unknown and we don't know what comes around the corner. But nine out of 10 times, it's always good. It's always better. It always builds us up. So I didn't know what was going to happen when I went back to school. For all I knew, I was going to fall flat on my face and flunk out. Why? Because basically I'd already done that once. So what was to say that this was going to be any different? But for some reason, there was something in me that I had to try it. And I didn't. And it just led to more and more opportunities. So what would you have to give up to overcome this limiting belief? And the last question you should ask yourself is what would you gain when you overcome this limiting belief? And I want you to use the word when, not if. I want you to do this like you are going to overcome this. How much better would your life be if when you simply stop believing in something that has no weight to it? Think of the freedom you would gain. Think of how much happier you'll be. Would you even be able to make, make the lives of people around you better? If you were, when you overcome this belief, most success and happiness is just on the other side of a negative belief. Make sure you aren't keeping yourself from getting there. I challenge you this week to ask yourself these questions. Whenever you find yourself thinking, I can't, or I shouldn't, or I don't deserve it, or it'll never happen for me. Make sure that the thought is really a reality for you and not just a limiting belief that's holding you back. And if it is, let's change it. If you need any support in any of this, I am always here for you. I am always available in my DMs. You can send me a DM. We can chat. We can talk about working together. We can just talk about one simple thing. But don't let your fear get the best of you. Reach out. Let's have a conversation. There's information on how to get in touch with me down in the show notes. And if you found this helpful, feel free to leave me a five-star review or share it with someone you think would also find it helpful. I hope to hear from you soon and take care of yourself. We'll see you next week.